Hello and welcome into BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Rue of BTN. And before we jump into this week's episode, a quick word from our sponsor, Northwestern University School of Professional Studies. You can build a solid foundation in the strategic, creative, and analytic skills that are essential for success in the business of sports in the master's program in sports administration at Northwestern University. Find out more at sps.northwestern.edu slash sports. All right, like I said, if you are looking to find a job in the sports industry, looking to work at a place like BTN, check out the opportunities at Northwestern Union's School of Professional Studies. That master's program I just mentioned uh, could be a great avenue toward a career in sports. Um, and we appreciate our neighbors at Northwestern sponsoring the show. All right. Now to get to this week's episode, it's a shorter episode than we've done in the recent past. It's just one interview. Um, our producer, Colleen, who does the call for the culture segment every week, is in France right now, in Europe. So she is taking a break from the podcast, and I will be holding it down solo on this week's episode. And actually, I shouldn't say solo, because we have a guest, as we as we always do, um, to kind of anchor the episode. And this week, it is an in-person interview. I always think in-person interviews are uh, a little more smooth and, and a little easier to kind of get the flow of um, a discussion going and, and get a little more out of uh, an interview subject. And it helps when uh, the interviewee is super personable and engaging like this week's guest is. And this week's guest is Eric Ayala. He's a guard on the Maryland Terrapins basketball team. I was out in the D.C. College Park area earlier this week and got a chance to sit down with Eric. Appreciate the Terps staff and uh, SIDs for setting that up and giving me that opportunity and kind of showing me around Xfinity Center, which is a beautiful facility where the Terps have called home for a couple of decades now. And got to sit down with, like I mentioned, Eric and uh, have about a 30-minute discussion about his life, his upbringing, and his basketball career, which I got off to a really nice start on a young, exciting Maryland team this past year, which was his freshman season. So we'll get right into that and let the Terps incoming sophomore take it from here. It's Take 10 Podcast interview with Eric Ayala, and it starts right now. All right, I'm very pleased to be joined here at the University of Maryland by University of Maryland point guard, Eric Ayala. Eric, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How's everything going? I'm, uh, I'm good. Happy to be here. Happy mm-hmm. you could join me. Yes, um, you know, we're sitting here in May, like mm-hmm. about a month after the college hoop season wrapped up. What's this time of year look like for you? Are you are you chilling? Are you working out a lot? What's yeah, it look like? a lot of uh, a lot of training. Um, for me personally, right now, you know, my diet and my body has been like a focus point for me. Uh, you know, heading to the, into the summer and into next year. So just uh, you know, cutting down on some things and you know, tuning up my body to get ready for the season. So you came in with some uh, some takeout, some food. What, yeah. what are you What are you about to snack on? Uh, I got some. I got a, a chicken Caesar salad right now. So you know, trying to keep it cut you know nice right now but um so right now i'm not doing no bread no fried foods nothing like that so uh it's been a, yeah it's been a little tough challenge but you know um, i've been i've been you know doing pretty well with it are you guys uh done with class so a class going on um i actually had class this morning so uh we're in like our finals stage you know of you know getting finals exams done and uh you know just cracking down on their school year and uh semester should be over within a few weeks um 
So, you know, I should be in a good, spot, a good spot right now with my grades and stuff. So you hanging out here this summer or are you going home? Um, I think we'll be back here. I think I'm taking a summer session, mm-hmm. uh, summer classes this summer. Um, so we'll be training and stuff like that throughout the summer. And um, I'll probably take a break. We'll, we'll take a break uh, after finals. I think we get like a week or week and a half before we got to come back to school and, uh, you know, get right back to it. So you're from Delaware, right, Wilmington? Yes, sir. You go home uh, during that break and hang out with family? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, just hang out with family and friends, you know. Um, it's actually at the University of Maryland. This is the closest I've been to home, uh, I would say, in the last three years or so. Um, I did a postgraduate year in Florida at IMG, right. and then two years before that uh, at Putnam Science, Connecticut. Um, so... That was, them three years was tough, you know, being away from family and friends, you know, being feeling disconnected sometimes. But, you know, here at the university, my, you know, my mom has been at every, almost every home game, you know, uh, even some away games and, uh, you know, especially to feel her presence at the games and stuff. Yeah, I want to get deeper into your background a little bit. Um, I was reading up on you and there was a quote uh, about your upbringing in Delaware and Wilmington, yeah. how, you know, a lot of people you knew are either dead in jail. Yeah. And I know you formed a close bond with your uh-huh. mom. So if you yeah. just get into what growing up there was like and, and how you, you know, made obviously a success story. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, just you know, my mom kind of kept me, kept a good head on my shoulders. Uh, she raised me pretty well, you know, to be solid, you know, a good kid, and you know, just you know, take it one day at a time. Not really look into the future, and you know, take on the task at hand. So whatever that was, you know, whether it was school, outside, you know, just trying to do the right thing and make the right decision. So. Um, you know, one day at a time, I'm, I'm now here at the University of Maryland living my dream. And you touched on it a, a little bit, um, going away to school and being away from your mom. Mm-hmm. I read that she would stop taking your calls because you were trying to come home. Yeah. So what was that like when, you know, she essentially just cut you off? Did you kind of mm-hmm. have no choice but to, like, sink or swim there? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so I was in high school at in my home state, Delaware, and uh you know, it's pretty much basketball. It's not really looked upon. You know, you go in there, you kill. Everybody don't really love basketball like that, mm-hmm. you know. So I was one of the few in the state that really loved basketball and had a passion for it. And um, I knew for me to reach the dreams and, you know, the places I wanted to go, I had to leave the state, you know, just for, like, better competition, more exposure, those type of things. And uh, I got to Connecticut and – you know, that was kind of my first time being in an environment where there was, you know, I wasn't the only best player in the, in the room. You know, I was around other talented players, high Division One players and stuff right. like that. And uh, it was a challenge at first, you know, because I was, I was used to being the best player, used to things going my way. And, you know, I had to adapt to the environment, and, you know, learn how to play with so many other good players on the court. And a lot of people go through that experience when they get to college. You know, uh, fortunate for me, I got to go through that experience early. So, you know, when I got here, it was nothing new, you know, just to go out there and compete and play my game. And um, But, yeah, that experience was tough because I was, you know, so uncomfortable in that new environment, just trying to figure it out. And I would be calling her. I'm trying to transfer. I want to go back home, uh, trying to look at different schools I could transfer to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just made me stick it out. And, you know, that, that, that life lesson carried on, you know, throughout my life. Absolutely. And you said basketball's not that big. In Delaware, I was wondering, like, are you the best hooper to ever come from Delaware? Or? Yeah, we got a couple guys. Uh, Trayvon Duvall, uh, he was at Duke. Uh, Trevor yep. Cooney, he was at Syracuse. AJ English, <clears throat> he was at Iona. 
Um, a lot of up and coming players now uh, in the state high, uh, playing high school basketball there now. So, um, I mean, it's definitely like on a come up, I guess you would say. But uh, it's not one of the prominent places to go look for basketball. It's like you and Joe Biden are like the main representative yeah, of I, Delaware. I, I pretty much, yeah. You know, he's a yeah. He's, he 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 does a good job, you know, representing Delaware. Um, so you mentioned obviously uh, got deep into how your mom kind of raised you, and I, I read that you asked her to watch you do a post-game interview. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was after the Indiana game. Yeah. Why did you want her to see that aspect uh-huh. of the basketball career? Um, well, we were actually, uh, I actually just finished getting dressed. And somehow, I usually go out to the court and meet her out on the court. But somehow, she was right there by the locker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came out the locker. And um, I had got called up to do uh, media. And the room was right there. So I was like, you know, this would be her first time ever seeing me do, like in that environment. Right. So, um you know, it was it was nothing for her to just step into the door and just take a peek and see, you know, what I was doing. And, you know, it, I could see a smile on her face throughout the whole time, just seeing how well-spoken I was and, you know, you know every all the work she put in, you know, paying off and stuff. So not just on the court, but... Did she have any feedback or pointers for you on your style? Uh, nah, she, <laughs> she, she was pretty, you know, uh, just excited to be there, you know, happy for me, I guess. A- absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you had just finished up your freshman year, mm-hmm. becoming sophomore, and you're kind of a... Common kind of old head uh, yeah. related, related to your, I guess, peers. Uh-huh. Why did you decide to do an additional year of prep school uh, IMG after Putnam? Um, so you know, like when I made the decision to go to Connecticut mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like further my game and stuff, um, I thought I would need a lot more time to. Um, you know, make a decision. And I thought my game would take longer to develop. You know, I, I, I kind of did like the reclass thing uh, when I went to Connecticut. And, um, you know, my whole thought process was that I'm going to need that postgraduate year. So when I made, when I transferred, I had already made in my mind that I was going to do a postgrad year. So, you know, things kind of happened a little faster than I thought. My game started developing, school started to get more interested. And, you know, when it came to my senior year, I felt like, Physically, you know, I could have went and played college basketball, but uh, I, I didn't make the. If I would have chose to go to college my senior year, it wouldn't have been a, a smart decision. It would have mm. just been off of you know phone calls, you know, uh, going to schools coming to see me and stuff like that. I hadn't visited any schools officially, so that postgrad year it gave me an extra year to you know visit the schools, get a feel for the schools, and you know feel you know that where I wanted to go, and. Um, a, a plus is I got to do it at IMG, right. you know, so which helped me get ready to come play here. Yeah, I was going to say, like, prep school is obviously different than regular high school basketball, mm-hmm. but I feel like yeah. IMG is a whole other level. So yeah. what's that? what was that like compared to your first prep school? Uh-huh. And was it kind of, like, I get the sense it's almost like an Olympic village, like yeah. just athletes. Yeah, uh, just, I mean, the, the facilities, you know, is at the top. You know, uh, I don't really, I haven't really seen any... Sorry, but many places like IMG, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, even colleges that just got, you know, everything you need, you know, as an athlete, you got food catered to you, massage therapists there available, um, endless courts and uh, workout times available, and uh, just a bunch of people who's been in your situation that know what, what it takes to get there, and, you know, they're all in, you know, everybody at IMG, they're all good people, and they help you out a lot, so it's, you get a lot of insight on, you know, what you need to get ready for the next level, and I, I, I took that in, you know, it helped me. Get ready for this year. Yeah, you mentioned you kind of had a process to go through um, to prepare yourself to come here. What mm-hmm. led you to Maryland, and what was just the whole commitment process like? Mm-hmm. And how'd you decide ultimately to come here? Um, I mean, Maryland was always a school that I, uh, you know, was highly interested in. You know, this was one of the first schools to recruit me as a sophomore in Delaware, and 
Um, you know, just this it's right down the street, you know, uh so this is probably the closest school to me in Delaware that recruited me, you know, that I was interested in. And um, you know, as the commitment process got closer and closer, I took my official here and I could just see, I mean, how happy my mom was throughout the whole visit. You know, I know basketball, you know, anywhere I go, you know, would it took care of itself, you know, as long as you do what you gotta do on the court and stuff, but you know, it's something about Maryland, the culture here, you know, everybody's so, like, you know, nice. And, you know, I kind of wanted to go to, like, a big school mm-hmm. a little bit just because I've been in so small schools like IMG and Putnam Science Academy where the student body wasn't big. So just to have the opportunity to meet new people and, you know, just get the full college experience, you know, not just on the court but off the court. So, uh you know, I knew Chris Turge for a while. You know, he he was very consistent throughout my recruitment process, and then uh, it then it helped that you know Coach Brady um, had coach my AAU coach in college. So uh, you know that was a plus. You know, in coming here too. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Coach Turge, and obviously you guys just got a big time basketball commit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, your SID Shawnson over there, let me know yeah, right before we came yes, in. Sir. So, mm-hmm. uh, can you get into I guess your guys' bond with Coach Turgeon. Mm-hmm. And then also on these, like, recruiting visits, but now you're kind of an ambassador for the team. What's yeah. your role in, in those visits? Um, I'm actually three for three on the there recruits you go. I, I hosted. So uh, I got a high, you know, percentage when it comes to recruits. And, um, you know, Coach Turge, he's a, he's a family guy. You know, I see how he is around his family, and that's how he treats us, you know, and I appreciate him for that. You know, when he's here, he's focused. When we're on the court, there's nothing else he's worried about but just helping us, you know, achieve our goals. And, you know, he's been – uh, a, a role model in, in essence you know how you know he's always there to be able to talk to him and you know he's always giving feedback you know on and off the court he's always asking how you doing and stuff like that so I appreciate him a lot just being there you know I know some coaches you know they there on the court they're not always there off the court and um, I appreciate him being there in both aspects. So you got the hot hand you're three for three what's the secret where are you, where are you taking these guys how are you showing them around good time? Um, it's kind of just my connection, you know, throughout basketball, you make a lot of connections throughout, uh, especially through high school camps, uh, AAU, AAU tournaments, um, you know, all, all those types of stuff. You just meet different people and, you know, obviously, I guess my personality has, you know, uh, I've met a lot of people and gained close friendships with a lot of people throughout uh, my high school career. And, um, you know, when a guy, when the little, when the younger guys come here, they all see me, they all kind of know me from like playing on the circuit and mm-hmm throughout AAU ball and stuff like that. So it's easy to just, you know, try to reel them into the school and, you know, how it's helped me, you know, how much I love the school. For sure. And you talked about kind of want to come to a big school. I was going to – I was curious, like, what's the student uh, lifestyle like here? You know, it's obviously a big school, but it's also a suburb Mm -hmm. of a major city. There's there's plenty to do. What's it like being a college student at College Park? Um, It's amazing. I wouldn't change a thing, you know – from my whole decision coming here and to being here, you know, this past year or so, my freshman year, I wouldn't change one thing. Um, There's so many people and so many different opportunities, especially Washington, D.C., down the street. Um, You know, it's always something to do, you know, especially and then we play basketball, so we don't really get to live, like, the full college lifestyle, you know, going out and having fun. You know, we got other priorities going on. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely always something to do, you know, as a student here. And, you know, I just love seeing, like, new people every day. You know, I think it's, what, 35, 40,000 people that go here. So every day I'm walking on campus, I meet new people, and it just surprised me. I still, to this day, I still need to see new people that I haven't seen all year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, back in November, I think it was, you were quoted as saying, we're going to be one hell of a team come March. So switching to mm-hmm. basketball talk now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think you were right on that. You, know, yeah. you just missed the Sweet 16. I think the LSU game was one of the best mm-hmm. in the entire tournament. Yeah. How did you know back then, you know, as a freshman, they hadn't played many games yet, mm-hmm. what you guys were capable of? 
um, just all the talent that we were having, uh, like on the court. You know, when I first got here, you know, it's, it was high level. It was intense. You know, uh, when you first get here, everybody knew. Especially we got a lot of freshmen, so we all just trying to go out there and show what we can do, yeah. and you know, uh, prove ourselves to each other. And that was fun. You know, just competing against everybody. We still do it to this day. Whenever we get into the gym, you know, it's, it's competitive. We want to show who the best, who the better players on the, on the court, and. Um, you know, during that time, we had just, I think we lost to Virginia, and we lost what, by a few points, and that was national, they, they won a national championship. So, you know, um, that was kind of my idea with that. And I think, you know, going into next year, now that we have this, we went to Italy during the summer, so we was playing basketball, you know, all summer, all year, kind of like nonstop. But, uh, you know, this time that we have off this summer and, you know, this spring, I think our chemistry has grown tremendously just being around each other non-basketball you know hanging around each other and not being forced to be around each other you know we got weights and workouts you know we we just around each other because we got to but now it's like we want to be around each other we hang around each other and I think that's going to carry on to the court next year can you guess my favorite highlight of yours from this season Carson Edwards you got yeah, it that's a, that's a go-to <laughs> mine is actually we play Iowa and uh, I think I hit a shot at like a minute left or something like that. That was kind of like my favorite highlight this yep. year. But that was Car- a good game. The, the Carson Edwards, that was everybody was feeling. Yeah, that. what we're talking about is uh, he crossed Carson Edwards up pretty good, uh-huh. cooked him a little bit, uh, got him backpedaling. Can you take uh-huh. me through that play? Uh-huh. And was that also was that the worst worst you've ever got someone like that? Uh, so it was more so just. I mean, he was pressuring me the whole game from the start of the game, just playing full court. That's the type of player he is. He's very intense and you know into the game. So like. You know, I was doing the same thing. I, did. I was doing the whole game, just, you know, probing up the court, trying to get the ball up the court. And, then, you know, I just made a move. And I actually didn't see, like, his reaction to the move. I just heard the crowd. I was – we was actually running a play. And the play wasn't for me to, like, shoot the ball. I don't remember. And uh, so I made the move, and I just hear the crowd. So I'm guessing, like, something happened. And then I gave the ball to Anthony, and he threw it right back. Like, so that meant, like, he must wanted me to shoot it or something. So mm-hmm. I gave it right, he gave it right back, and, you know, I put it up. And then Harms, uh, his name's Harms, right? Yeah, Matt Harms. He was closing out. I could barely see the rim. So I make or miss, I had to shoot it because I knew something good had happened already. So. And it wasn't even like an elaborate crossover, really. It was just kind of a hezzy, and yeah, they got him. Yeah, I mean, he was he was pressuring me the whole game, you know, full course. So it was kind of just a little in and out, just to like kind of like you know get him to back off a little bit. But all right, I'm gonna have you tell me a little bit about your teammates and mm-hmm. uh, give me some dirt on them. So yeah. just gonna go through a series of questions here. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who's the goofiest of your teammates and why? Uh, that's hard because they all got like their own personalities and they like each one of them got different things about them that like make them goofy and funny in their own way like my top three I'm thinking of is Daryl Sticks and Aaron mm-hmm. uh, them three like it's three different personalities but I get laughs out of them endless all day long but uh, any stories come to mind about those guys just clowning or anything like that um, Daryl and Sticks they they know each other, so they are just weird. We could just be walking anywhere. They just break out dancing and doing the weirdest dances ever. Uh, Aaron, his sarcastic jokes, he thinks everything is a joke. I, I can't take him serious at all. He would tell me something like, bro, like, like if he would have told me, uh, we got a commitment today, right, uh, Cho? If he would have told me Cho committed today, I wouldn't have believed him at all because he just loved to play around so much. And, uh, yeah, them three, I, I enjoy being around them three. I was reading the story about Damian Lillard a few days ago. It was about him in college and yeah. how – 
it was funny because like he was so cheap. Like mm-hmm. when he bought stuff, he would take yeah. coupons like Burger King, yeah. and like he just was the, a penny pincher. Wouldn't get his windows fixed. Uh-huh. So like, not trying to say anyone's broke on your team or anything like that, yeah. but like, who is it? Do you have a team like that's like super cheap with stuff? Like, will always be looking for a, a deal. Me? Oh, <laughs> me? Uh, I mean, I would say me too, but Daryl. Daryl is a, a mastermind when it comes to money. He he always trying to figure out a way that it can help him in an advantage. Like anything, you know, whether it's uh, we going out to eat, getting a little couple dollars off his meal, or anything that he could find just to help him. He he. He he know his money like he good with his money so I I, I would say Daryl. You guys can hit up Dame and hang out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the best deal at BK. Uh-huh. All right, who's the most off the grid teammate? You know, you always got. I feel like I always have friends that like mm-hmm. won't get on social media or like be hard yeah. to track down. You have anyone like that? Uh, Travis Travis Valman. I would say because tra- we all live next to each other. Like we live across the hall, and I live with Sticks, uh, Aaron, and uh, Sorrell. So uh, it's easy to see them. I just go out in my room. But Travis, he he pop up on social media here and there. I usually go to their room. They live right down the hall, so I just go see him whenever I need to see him or something. I need to hear his presence. So uh, I definitely say Travis. Who's the messiest roommate? Um, I mean, we all got our own rooms and own bathrooms. Uh, so I would say I, I don't really know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't really. I can't really tell because every time I go in, I mean, everybody keep their stuff clean for the most part. But uh, I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't say who really messy like that. So I was neighbors with the basketball team when I went to uh, I went to Illinois. Yeah. And those guys lived below me. And some of those apartments, man, were like they live in I nice mean, places, but it was yeah. like dirty sometimes. Like, it's days <laughs> like you know the trash should just get a little overflowed a little bit. You guys are busy though. So yeah, I mean, it's an excuse. So. Like now we more on like cleaning the room and stuff. Like during the season, it was tough because we we have to leave and grab our stuff and go like on a plane and stuff like that all the time. But now it's like more like we could focus on other things like besides basketball a little bit. Right. All right. I'm gonna ask uh, one more question about your teammate, mm-hmm. a former teammate now at this point, uh, yeah, Bruno yeah. decided to decide to leave. Uh-huh. What was playing against him like or with him like in practice? Like when he just uh-huh. dominates, I feel like like who's gonna hold him on your team in practice? Yeah. You know. Um. Honestly, it was, I think, I only played, so we do a lot of one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, like, you know, helping us defend on ball and, you know, create a shot and stuff like that. And I played Bruno uh, one time this whole year because we usually do the guards versus the guards, the bigs versus bigs type stuff. I played him one time. It was during the summer. Gave him the business. But he might, he'll probably try to say he don't remember that. But, yeah. And um, But just his presence, you know, he made a lot. Uh, he made it easier a lot for a lot of other guys, you know, uh, on the, in the games and practices, just his presence. You know, we we would have practice, people double-teaming him because that's what happens in the game. So, you know, even in practice, people double-teaming him. He was getting better at making the passes, making the right decision, you know, whether it was the score or rebound. And, you know, uh, it, it, he is one of the most unstoppable players I ever played with, um, just as far as, you know, getting wherever he want. You know, he could do whatever he want on the court. And, you know, it wasn't really much somebody could do to stop him, but double-team him, sometimes triple-team him. And, uh, you know, one-on-one, I don't really think it's too many people uh, in college basketball that could have guarded him. And yeah, Sticks on the other side is pretty unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, Sticks got kind of like that perimeter presence, you know, and then you got Bruno on the interior, so it's, it's, it's a – you know, they kind of feed off each other a little bit. All right, looking ahead to next season now, you guys are getting some preseason love already. Mm-hmm. It's like early top 25 polls have been coming out. You guys, yeah. I think, checked in at top 10 in, uh, in ESPN's ranking. Uh-huh. What's that like now? Like, you guys, I think, had some expectations going into last season, but now it's, yeah. like, kind of real. So yeah. what's it like having those expectations? Um, 
it's nothing that we like don't feel like we deserve you know uh we work hard we put a lot of hard work in you know this team we got a lot of five, like five freshmen six freshmen so like we just want to work hard you know that's kind of like our our mo just go as hard as possible so every day in practice you know we didn't we're not taking no practices though we pushing everybody we pushing each other and um you know it's just a it's just a blessing to be in that position you know um and we just got to go out next year and you know prove that we one of the better teams in the country all right well said uh done with maryland basketball talk for now but yeah. before i let you go uh-huh. i have to talk some off the court stuff you know a little, little pop it. culture a little Let's nba yeah i assume you're an nba fan yes sir uh who's your team i watch too much nba <laughs> but uh um i don't i mean like now i'm older and you know you know those guys will eventually be rivals of mine mm-hmm. you know uh god willingly and, um so it's not really about like a favorite team a favorite team or anything like that. i just like watching different type of players like i take things from different players and try to like implement them into my game so like dane you know just like his way his ways of creating shots how he you know with the step backs and all that and i like paul george uh lebron I take it things from like Lou Williams, you know, he's small, undersized guard, but he could score very well. So just taking different things from everybody, you know, I, it's probably like I could run up probably like 15 players I watch and watch tape on and just you know try and learn from them. Are you a LeBron fan? Big time. That was, I mean, if if I had a if I had a team, you know, my favorite team ever would be uh, LeBron and Kyrie when they mm-hmm. won the championship against Golden State. That was probably my favorite team ever. You think it's gonna work out for him in LA? Because like right now it seems kind of messy. I mean, Magic quit. Yeah. And he, like they said today that LeBron didn't even know that. Magic was quitting uh-huh. and stuff. So, yeah. do you think they can get that straightened out? Um, I mean, it's a, I'm, I'm sure LeBron could do it. You know, he's overcome a lot tougher things in his life than you know uh, losing season in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm pretty sure you know this isn't the toughest task he's ever had to encounter. It seems like the Warriors are kind of maybe gonna break up after this year. I don't know. Like, yeah. KD might go. Or, <clears throat> I kind of feel that vibe. Plays a free agent. Yeah, I kind of feel that vibe. Even like on my Warriors? 2K team, yeah, I play 2K. Uh, so the game kind of like simulates the year. Clay and KD, they both play with New York on my team. I play on New York. Oh, okay, I was going to say, player. you're not someone yeah. who plays with the Warriors, are you? Oh, on the 2K? No, nah, I play my my player. He played with the Knicks. So you kind of like just control that one player. And, you know, Clay and KD, their free agent year, they came and played over in New York with me. So I don't know how that would tie into the real life, but, you know, just a little. So. We'll find out pretty soon. All right. Uh, I was looking at your Twitter feed um, mm-hmm. before coming in here. I noticed yeah. it in your bio or your, your picture you got a little uh-huh. sneaky airpod flex going is that on purpose is that intentional AirPod like you just you just got oh, the yeah, nah, we was getting the on the plane we was getting on the plane <laughs> and uh, i actually lost the case to my airpod so i probably gotta go get it i'm probably gonna, i'm probably gonna rock the beats this year next Ooh. year coming up i'm probably gonna switch it up because the airpods they so like you gotta keep up with them you gotta be aware of them beats you it, those are hard to lose you know you can charge them and you know, just put them back in the case and stuff. That's true. I never had Beats, but like my AirPods are one of my probably my favorite like possessions. Yeah, because nah, like it's yeah. so easy to work out in. Uh-huh. Like that. Yeah, like they're very convenient. So I might actually get another pair, but I don't know right now. The AirPods, I did like them though. I, I had them all year. I lost them March Madness, our last game when we played LSU right before the game. So I that was a bad like, omen then. I was hurt. I was hurt. <laughs> uh, I have to bring this up, even though I don't watch it. Yeah. It's all everyone talks about right now. Are you, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Uh, I've been hearing about it. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I will watch it as soon as I get a chance to. It's just, I, I watch TV, you know, in my free time and stuff, and it's just, I just never, like, caught it a little bit. I've been watching, like, All American. It's a yeah. Netflix series called All American. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's a great, great series. You know, it's very, it's a lot of stuff I relate to in that series. So, um, 
you know, All American has been my little series I've been watching. Yeah, especially. I'm kind of like, yeah, I like Mr. the Wave on Game of Thrones, and now yeah. it's like everyone's spoiling it mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff. So I mean, I'm still I, probably going to watch. Yeah, I'm going to still watch it because, like, you know, I, that's all of my teammates, everybody, trainers, all they talk about. And uh, I always see it on Twitter and stuff. So uh, they even promote it, like, during the NBA games mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like TNT and stuff like that. So, uh, no, something I'm gonna watch probably sooner or later. All right, so you obviously like your TV shows. Do you yeah. have any other free time hobbies or activities you get into? Uh, 2K. Mm-hmm. I'm big on 2K. Uh, I don't spend much time playing it, but you know, if we get like a little free time, I only I will only play it during the night, like if I'm about to go to, before I go to sleep or something, like because during the day I feel like I could be so much more productive than just sitting and playing the game. So, like during the night I try to get some 2K in, and uh, I just like to stay active. I don't really like sitting, you know, just sitting by myself and uh, stuff. So just something just to keep me up and moving. You know, I'm all for it. I read that you grade yourself after interviews. So yeah. Eric, what would you grade this interview? How do you think you did? This was casual. I think I did a a a a a. Regular A, regular A. There's a little room for improvement. Yeah, just a tiny bit. It's always room for improvement. So uh, I like how casual this was. You know, we just talking, chilling and stuff. So Exactly. Yeah, I could talk to you all day, but uh, I'll let you go. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me out here. Yes, sir. And uh, good luck next season. All right. Expecting big things. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks once again to Eric for joining me. Thanks once again to the Maryland staff, Sean Ellenby in particular, for helping me set up that interview and um, getting me in touch with Eric and on the ground there in College Park. It's always fun to sit down with athletes, especially um, for the podcast and and really get to know him. And Eric was uh, definitely no exception. He was a really cool guy. And I wish nothing but the best for him going forward and uh, for that exciting and young Maryland Terrapins program. All right, like I said, just one interview this week, and uh, we just wrapped it up. So shorter episode, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, Wanted to... Definitely get some more Terps representation on this podcast. Look back through the guest list. And unfortunately, definitely been slacking on getting more uh, Maryland-related guests. But I will try to keep it as even as I can going forward. Uh, Looking forward to getting back to Maryland, hopefully in the summer, to talk to a football player on our annual bus tour. And um, always look forward to visit that campus because it's a cool part of the country and a cool campus. And um, it's one that, you know, you probably haven't seen if you're a traditional Big Ten fan and you maybe grew up going to games, them just joined the Big Ten in the last um, five or six years. So I highly encourage a visit and uh, I appreciate once again the Terps program allowing me in for a day. All right. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thank you to my producer, Julie Bronder, this week. Does a great job as always. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Take Ten Podcast. So until then, talk to you soon.